Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. And because of these detestable practices, the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. The nations you will dispossess, listen to those who practice sorcery or divination. But as for you, the Lord your God has not permitted you to do so. You must not worship in, uh, the Lord your God in their way. Because in worshiping their gods, they do all kinds of detestable things the Lord hates. They even burn their sons and daughters in the fire as sacrifices to their gods. Again and again, do not give any of your children to be sacrificed to Molech, for you must not profane the name of your God, I am the Lord. Again and again and again, God has to head it, doesn't he? The Old Testament folk were surrounded by demons posing as gods. And these gods were worshipped by the people around them. And that worship could be terrible, but it was also attractive because darkness sells. If you don't believe that, think of the, the Mexican holiday, uh, the Day of the Dead, and, and how it is celebrated there. And it looks a bit morbid, but it really is not because the whole thing you, uh, is, is based upon we go to the graves of those that have gone before and we speak to them and we, um, we reconnect with our ancestors. Now, if they are into spiritism or sorcery or the occult, that's a sin. What it mainly is for families is a way to reconnect to their history and have a time to tell stories. And the lovely little film that was out last year, I believe, called Coco, uh, illustrated that quite well. And I enjoyed taking my, my grands to that one. The, um, wasn't afraid of occultic influences. It is different when you drive around streets in Halloween today, isn't it? There are, you know, I'm not afraid of any of this stuff, please, but not sure why we need to go as dark as some houses feel they need to go. One house where we lived in Morgantown, West Virginia for nine years, uh, went overboard to the point where kids were scared to go close to it. And they would even have people out wandering around being, you know, scary and such. And it, there's a massive amount of stuff. And my question was always, where do they put this stuff the rest of the year? There's a lot of stuff there. They, are, they paid money. They invested in darkness. Now, by the way, in case you're wondering, I have no problem with kids going door to door getting candy. Just to prove the point, I have bought Halloween candy three times already this year. <laughs> Normally I do, and Cammie will tell you I overbuy and overgive. It's just kind of like, here we go, kids, bring out the shovels. This year we're going to be away during that time, so uh, our house will be destroyed. Um, it's all right, had a good run. Darkness sells. People like to be scared. I, you know, scary movies always come out this time of year. The, uh, Halloween uh, is coming out again. The Nun was out recently. But let's talk about what these other dark forces really are and those that were named in scripture. Before I go and start naming, I'm going to start with Moloch, uh, Dr. Lemons. Did you have anything you wanted to add? What do you think about the horoscopes that are always oh. in the newspapers? Um, horoscopes are so absurd on so many levels. Let's, let me just hit you with that one. This test, is, this, this demonstration has been done so many times where a college intake class, their freshmen, will be told by mathematician, or because uh, we've run it various places, uh, the, their mathematics professor or their calc professor 
or they will uh, do a psych professor and they'll spend the story different according to that. But they'll say, we developed algorithms based upon your application and upon your high school work. Um, you have been studied and you were not aware that you were being studied. But we can now, through that sort of data, determine your, your personality, who you are, and where your strengths are. And they will tell them, now turn over the page in front of you. And they'll turn it over and they're reading it. And you will hear, they put some of these up on YouTube, you will hear audible gasp. They nailed it. They got me. This is, this is exactly it. And they allow that to settle for a bit. And then the professor will say, now take your horoscope, your, not a horoscope, it says your personality index, and hand it to the person behind you. The person at the back of the row come up and give yours to the front. And then it goes commotion because they all got the same one. We have a confirmation bias. That's what it's called. You can look up confirmation bias in us that we see ourselves in things that we expect to see ourselves in. All right? Um, confirmation bias works another way, too. If you buy a much more expensive vitamin, you, you're sure it works more than if you buy a cheap one because you're invested in it. And by the way, they probably don't. But anyway, uh, you know, I'm a hypocrite. I still take one every now and then, just in case all the science is wrong. Um, yeah. <laughs> Horoscopes were based on the concept that the gods in the heavens... Um, ruled our lives and that the gods that were dominant when you were born are um, indicated by the stars that, and planets that were aligned when you were born. And, it, and by the way, horoscopes to us are things you see in the paper. There are people that get um, their entire lives working the math of this. I, they, they invest in it. And I always say it's kind of like getting a doctorate and leprechauns. You're an expert in something that doesn't exist. And that's a problem. Uh, and I'll wrap this up, then I'll come right back to you, okay? And then we can bounce off each other. So many problems. And by the way, if you've seen the constellations, and they'll even do this is the archer, this is the. They have no connection to those dots at all, do they? That was wild imagination. But it doesn't matter. When all that was sorted, the stars were in a completely different position than they are now. If you were guided by the stars, you'd be guided by a different set of stars than they were. It is ludicrous on every single level. Now, yes, sir. One of the most subtle things in the Old Testament, the entire Old Testament, even through the prophets, even unnamed prophets, they were so cautious and careful and yet continuously teaching the children of Israel not to use the gods of the land and call it Jehovah. In other words, they, that was such a subtle thing and it really destroyed the nation. That's why Nebuchadnezzar was allowed to destroy the nation because of that very thing. And, and what he said, I don't want you to miss this because if you were just kind of listening with what you expected to intake, you would have gotten what I did with the, the, the reading the laws of the occult. He's saying something different here, which is very profound. When Moses went up on the mountain and Aaron down below built the calf, he didn't say, worship the calf. The God of the calf saved you. He said, this is Jehovah. This is a seeable, understandable version of your God so that you can worship him. And I would submit to you that any church 
that boils down serving God into a list of requirements has done the same thing. You worship this way and you live this way and then that's the magic formula. That is to worship Jehovah. You can't put God in those kind of boxes. He will not stay in the box. Did you have any follow-up? That's it. Okay, I want to make sure people understand they were trying to worship Jehovah using the ways of the pagans. And he says, no. Let's start with our first God slash demon named uh, I'm not doing these in orders of them named in scripture. I'm doing them just in the order I came up with them, I guess. Molech. Molech was the, or Mo, Molech, at the end of it. Scottish people do that all the time. You have Loch Lumen and, you know, but you, you guys don't do that. So there you are. Molech was the god of the Ammonites. Let's have a look. Any Israelite or any alien living in Israel who gives any of his children to Molech must be put to death. The people of the community are to stone him. I will set my face against that man, and I will cut him off from his people. For by giving his children to Molech, he has defiled my sanctuary and profaned my holy name. Let's talk about Molech. Um, Let's see. Yeah, are we still going? Yeah, we are. If the people of the community close their eyes, when that man gives one of his children to Molech, and they fail to put him to death... I will set my face against that man and his family and will cut off from their people both him and all who follow him in prostituting themselves to Molech. That's pretty rough stuff here. How did they worship Molech? Well, the the worship of Molech included child sacrifice. King Manasseh evidently sacrificed his children. Let's look up here at these passages. He sacrificed his sons in the fire at the valley of Ben-Hemon, practiced sorcery, divination, witchcraft, and consulted mediums and spiritists. By the way, I don't go to, to palm readers for fun. You don't do this stuff for fun. I don't read my horoscope just in case. No, or even just in fun. No, that's, that, that would be like me flirting with another woman just for fun. No, it's wrong on every level. And consulted mediums and spirit. He did much evil in the eyes of the Lord, provoking him to anger. Let's go to the... There is another slide, isn't there? Yeah. They built high places for Baal in the valley of Ben-Hemon to sacrifice their sons and daughters to Molech. So two gods are going to get to Baal in a bet. Though I never commanded, nor did it enter my mind that they would do such a detestable thing and so make Judah sin. Yes. It's, it's amazing that Manasseh was born 15 years that God gave to Hezekiah when, <laughs> and so this was a son born during that time. And Ahaz is the only other king in, in Judah that followed David's throne that offered his babies as well. And this was, and, but neither one of them was slain as this law would indicate. That's, yes. Let's, let's talk about uh, Molech for a bit and how, the, how this worked. Um, we'll get to, um, yeah, we'll, we'll nail this down here. There were several versions of Molech that we have found. Some, many of them are, you see the, the, it's like he's on a hollow thing. It's because he was. And they would build a fire in him and make the metal red hot. And they would place their babies on there to be scalded and burned to death. And the, burnt, the cries of the baby and the smoke going up was a worship to Molech. You want to talk about darkness? That's darkness. Others did not kill. Some, you did not have to kill your baby. 
some, there was a different version of this that you can see with his arms like this, where fire came up and you would pass them through the fire, almost like a child baptism to Molech. And they were not harmed, but they were spiritually given to this demon. Let me talk to you. People say, well, that's, you know, they would never do something like that. In America, we, we kill well over a million babies every year. And that's why there was such a howling over the Supreme Court thing. Right. Not because millions of women are going to die in the street. It's ridiculous. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh cannot overturn Roe versus Wade. He cannot. And if they all decided to, if by some bizarre thing they all decided to, it doesn't mean you can't have an abortion. It means it's up to the states. None of this was true. But they were very plain. Planned Parenthood was very plain, and so were a few of the senators. The, all of this and the accusations and everything was about protecting abortion. The God of convenience. The God of finance. We gave our babies over. But we can do it other ways. What if I, I the, the whole thing about preachers' kids, you've heard that all your life, because preachers can tend to be out so, so much helping everybody else that their own kids are not raised. Well, I could do that, and by the way, I, I didn't do that. I, I made sure every eldership, no, my family trumps anything you want to say or do. And, and if they didn't agree, I didn't go. You know, that, our kids, uh, and by the way, we raised kids that turned out better than us. And we're, we're happy about that, we're not jealous. Uh, the, and then and our grandkids are perfect. So pff, anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, the, uh, what if I was an accountant and my boss kept keeping me late, 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 and I never got a chance to be around my kids, but I need to provide for them. Provide what? What God are you giving them to? Or be like um, Lot. Do you know that Peter calls Lot a righteous man? His error was moving to a place for economic benefit. Because his kids could be raised in a much more, you know, they could have stuff and be safe and have opportunities. But by moving there, he put them in the influence of people who took them. I've had people before when they say, what am I going to do with my daughter or my son? And I've looked at their whole situation and I've said, I'm going to tell you something you don't want to hear. You're going to have to move. And they'll look at me and they'll say, but... You know, I've got a good job here. And I'm saying, you're, if you keep that good job, they're gone. I'd rather you dig ditches and that they were poor, but you had influence over them. You got to get out of here. Very few take it. Yes? It was by lots on having sex with his two daughters at the Ammonites and the Moabites, and that's where Molech came from. Yes. The seed of evil continues. That does not mean the babies are evil. What it means is you build an evil community, you get more evil. And, and we, need to, we need to be aware that uh, we can say all we want to, one nation under God. And in Britain, we could sing all we want to, God save the queen. But that doesn't mean that God's happy with anything that's going on. Amen. Here or there. Saying it doesn't do it. Remember, Jesus said, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, but I don't know them. You're going to have to look like him, act like him. Matthew 25 is a good place to get started on that. Yes. Uh, Moeg was mainly Ammonites, 
was his main. But the Moabites also engaged in it. And a lot of Israelites then living amongst them joined in with the Ammonites. The Ammonites are actually cousins of the Jews. Can I say that? That's correct. Okay, thank you. Because they're related to... to because of Lot. Lot. See, yes. Connection. Patrick, may I say this? And then Please. That's not all I would need to say today. No, no. No, I I'm not letting you off that I easy. I am gravely concerned because of what you read in Deuteronomy and these other passages in the Torah that um, every nation on earth through all of history of which we have record who killed their babies ended up being destroyed and our nation will be destroyed over that. I, I have to agree. I'm not a fatalist. I'm, I'm not I'm, either. I'm, I'm, I'm very much an optimist, but he is correct that every nation that began to kill its babies because of convenience has been taken out, everyone. And that would include the Roman Empire. Um, it would include the, uh, the Mongols. There, there are several like this. Um, Baal is a biggie in scripture. Baal shows up again and again in the Old Testament. He first appears in Judges 2.13, and echoes of his name continue in the New Testament, by the way. He was a god called the storm god, although some are now questioning whether that is exactly what it means, and they're saying it may be more of a grain god, as he, gives, he brings the Lord of the harvest. But he, he was absolutely connected to storms. We know that. Uh, the, the raging Jordan River and the like. I'm getting ahead of myself. He was also styled as son of God. So God and son of God. He was also called not Baal, but just God. L. E. L. The standard generic term for God. Some people also called him the son of Dagon. We'll get to Dagon We'll probably get to Dagon today. But um, who called uh, Baal God? Oh my goodness. The Canaanites, the Phoenicians, the Syrians, the Babylon, Babylonians, everywhere. What we would today call the Sea Peoples. If you don't know that term, please look it up. Sea Peoples. That would include, <coughs> for example, the Philistines in Scripture. Um, these people, and when we think of the Philistines, you think, oh, the bad people. Yes, they were. But they were also far more advanced than the Jews. The reason you write with numbers is because of the Philistines. They and the Phoenicians, who are really this, and the Sea Peoples, uh, developed numbers, of which, it, and the Romans came up with that V and I and X thing. Goodness. <coughs> so they had art. And a lot of their art still is here. Uh, the, we, find, we find Baal everywhere. When you dig, you find Baal. Anywhere in that area. Well, being a storm god made him attractive for several reasons. In, in that you'd pray to him to keep the storms off of you and pray for him to bring the storms to others. <coughs> but he was also... Oh, oh, by the way, Jonah, that whole story of their, they have to pray to their gods and start throwing things over... I guarantee you the main one they were praying was Baal. So um, file that away, just a data point. Oh, please, anytime. You don't, you don't even have to raise your hand because you, <laughs> you. Uh, you, we have a seniority system and you beat me by about three years. So <laughs> The three and a half years of drought, the land couldn't produce, and so this was directly in Baal's face. Yeah, ex that's an excellent point I need to bring up. Thank you. A lot of what you see in the Old Testament, thank you, 
you realize it is about empty, but that's all right. Thanks anyway. <laughs> I had to mess with her. Um, Renee is on our safety team. And we often kid because whenever she shadows me, we had visitors once that thought she was my wife and that we were a kind of a church where she had to walk behind me 10 feet. <laughs> and I said, so what's your problem? <laughs> there are some liberal churches where they can get to seven feet, but we're not one of those. Anyway, um, my, my wife's over there, by the way. That's, she's the one hiding under the pew most Sundays. Um, coming back to what you were saying. For, uh, when Moses uh, was in Egypt and they did the plagues, what we often miss is a lot of the Old Testament is God doing an in-your-face to their gods. Like they worshipped the Nile River, he turned it to blood. They worshipped cattle, long story, gave them a disease. They worshipped frogs. The frog-headed god Hecate was the god of the midwives who were supposed to kill the little Hebrew boys. So you worship frogs, I'll show you who's in charge of frogs. And so Baal, God showed them who was in charge even the crossing of the Jordan, because it was in flood spate, which is a terrifying time to try to cross the river, uh, especially Jordan, because it hops its banks. And if you see the Jordan River, it looks like a very, very long snake. So when it hops its banks, it is taking debris. It is, it is a very violent season. It's rather like uh, about 20-some years ago, there was a man that was famous in Florida because he said, wind doesn't kill people. I'm not leaving the hurricane. And he actually had tied himself to like a telephone pole to show. And when he came back, he and the pole were gone. And even as a boy, I looked at that and I went, it's not the wind. It's what the wind's blowing. He just got hit by a house. You know, I imagine he's going, okay, I'm about to die. But it wasn't the wind. You know, but he's gone. So it is the wind. The, um, you know, here, here's this horrible water. And Jesus, or the God says, put your feet in it. They step in and God stops the water. That's not, we, we look at, here's a miracle. They crossed on dry land. That's not the way they would have read it. They would have read it as God beat Baal. So we read it all different. We don't see it the way they saw it. And so we look at it as, well, that's a miracle. They look at it as, that's a battle. And by the way, when Jesus healed people, he very often referred to it in terms of a battle between him and Satan, not him and a virus, or the like. Um, chip in any time. He was also, by the way, made very, very, Baal was very, very, very attractive to them because he was not just a storm god and a god of the harvest, which you're kind of seeing there. Um, he was a fertility god. That's right. And to worship him, you would have sex, and that doesn't necessarily mean to the person you're allowed to. It could be, uh, uh, there were several gods that uh, prostitution was part of the worship. Uh, we were down in, in Mexico. Uh, it was in Cozumel, wasn't it? When we got the tour from the guy that drove us nuts. He, he would always turn and, and he would always say, yes or no, yes or no to us. And I'm just going, stop it. You know, we're here, do your tour. But it was part of the, uh, the Aztec and Inca group and, and here were the altars where the people would come and have sex on top of the altars to, to worship their gods and I couldn't help but think and those gods are gone and these are ruins you can worship fertility but you're not going to worship it long 
By the way, why would they have fertility gods? If you didn't have babies, you died. Babies were your Social Security and your Medicare. You had, to, you had to have a lot of mouths to work the land and to take care of you when you couldn't. So that's why that kind of, you know, please God, please God. Um, and why barren women were, and, and they always considered it the woman's fault. Barren women were uh, considered cursed. You know, because eventually they're going to be. They, they're not going to have anybody to feed them. Uh, it was an awful time. He's often depicted as riding the back of a bull, and there's a reason why. Um, I'm not going to tell you where it is, except to say it's in Ezekiel. God has some things to say about people who worship sex. And he says it in a way that those verses will never be read aloud in a church, ever. Period. Seriously, ever. He was also said to ride on the storm clouds. Uh, thunder was his voice, lightning was his spear. Kind of like a Thor to the northern Nordic people. Um, they provoked the Lord to anger because uh, they forsook him. We're, we're not quite there yet. Let's go back to um, Jeremiah 19.5. If you could pull that one up. Uh, slide 14 is what I have it listed as. There we go. Thank you. They have built the high places of Baal to burn their sons in a fire as offerings to Baal, something I did not command or mention, nor did it enter my mind. That again, high places to get closer to their God, the burning of their sons, this would have been extra boys. And sometimes you sacrifice the best thing you had so that the God would give you more. Um, let's go to our next slide, please. By the way, there was also ritual prostitution. Um, this one, the voice of the Lord is over the waters. Okay, so we'll stop there. In the Old Testament, demons lived in the waters. You had uh, Rahab, you had Leviathan. Um, there, I'm missing, there's another name. Leah? What was that? There's an L name. I'll get it later. We'll, yes. And there's no more C in Revelation. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yes, there's no, exactly. There's no more C. The scripture says, why? If you read, in, especially the Psalms, I want you to think of that every time you hear about waves and water. When, when David gets depressed, he will say, the waves have overwhelmed me. The waters have taken me. They, that was a symbol of uh, darkness, depression, um, destitution because their gods are winning the battle in my life. It's their version of a Romans 7, if I could put it that way with Paul, when he says, you know, I'm in this battle constantly. Um, so very, very right. And by the way, I had not made that connection on Revelation, so thank you. I shall now teach that and claim I came up with it. In the new heaven and new earth. <laughs> That's the, right. And the Asheroths were the feminine part of, it, of Baalism. We're, she is next. Oh, we're we're going to get to him, right? Uh, the conflict between God and Baal is well known, well documented. Oh, I didn't go over the rest of that, sorry. The God of glory thunders. Now, who thunders? It's not Baal. You see, this is a fight. Who's the real God? The Lord, Yahweh, thunders over the mighty waters. And I think everybody in here knows, if you see Lord capitalized, that means the Tetragrammaton, the four-consonant name of God that we don't know how to pronounce. Yahweh is as good a guess as any. Um, the voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. Again, this is an in-your-face. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. Well, one of my favorite stories, 
is, our, is the story of Elijah on Mount Carmel. That was a battle between God and Baal. 1 Kings 17 to 2 Kings 13. I'll say that again. If you want to read the stories of Elijah and Elisha, they are wrapped around this whole battle. 1 Kings 17 to 2 Kings 13. Did you have something there? Or? Oh, there's very much there, but go ahead. Okay, okay. <laughs> Look at these passages. Uh, we're going to have, what, six slides come up here? May God arise, uh, let's see, he, let's, let's go back to that one. Thank you. May God arise, may his enemies be scattered, may his foes flee before him as smoke is blown away from the wind, by the wind. May you blow them away again. Who's in charge of the wind and storm here? As wax melts before the fire, may the wicked perish before God. I always think of the ending of uh, Indiana Jones, the first movie, when they open the Ark of the Covenant. If you've not seen it already, spoiler alert. Um, May the wicked perish before God. May the righteous be glad and rejoice before God. May they be happy and joyful. Sing to God, sing praise to his name. Extol him who rides on the clouds. It's not Baal. His name is the Lord. Let's go to the next. Um, I'm going to be looking at um, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20. We're just going to keep rolling, okay? But God made the earth by his power. He founded the world by his wisdom and stretched out the heavens by his understanding. By the way, that in one verse is Genesis 1 and 2. Because it was a response to, Genesis 1 and 2 was a response to the creation myths of the others around them. And here he just summarizes it. It's God who did it and it was done intentionally by his understanding. When he thunders, not Baal, the waters in the heavens roar. He makes clouds rise from the ends of the earth. He sends lightning out with the rain and brings out the wind from his storehouses. Now you leaned over and said something to Patsy. So what, what did she get to learn that I didn't? Or are you just telling her she's cute? I just told her she's cute. Okay, okay. <laughs> Every, if you only knew. Yes, yes. I, oh, we know she's cute. Come on. That's, uh, that's something we always bring up in, in starting point. You, you need to know Patsy's cute. We love you, Patsy. I, I think you know that. Everyone is senseless and without knowledge. Every goldsmith is shamed by his idols. Look at the time and money you're putting into this. We need to talk about that with everything in our life. Look at the time and money you're putting into this. What are your idols? His images are a fraud. They have no breath in them. They are worthless, the objects of mockery. When their judgment comes, they will perish. Have you ever, back in the old days in Appalachia, they would call somebody... House proud. Did that, is that something here? Did you ever hear that house proud? In other words, they had a house and this is all so very important to them. You know, oh, you can't walk there. Oh, you can't touch that. That's a very, very house proud. I like to watch HGTV with my wife. Now, not all the shows, but some of them are, are actually kind of fun. Uh, I like the, the House Hunters International, especially the one where the two have completely different ideas. Seriously, we know that's a come on and a put up, so stop it. Anyway, I like that. But one of the things that always reminds me is when somebody walks in and goes, oh, this is so 70s, or this is so 80s. You know something? They paid big money to have it that way. Watch out about what your idols are, because no idol ages well. Have you ever, even, even some of your idols on stage and screen do not. I, we saw, I won't say a name, there's no reason to shame somebody, but we saw a star that I always thought was a pretty woman. 
uh, as a guest star on Hawaii Five O a couple of years ago, and we were both stunned at what plastic surgery had done to her, and it was not good. Do any of the worthless idols of the nation bring rain? Do the skies themselves send down showers? No, it is you, O Lord our God. Therefore, our hope is in you, for you are the one who does all this. We'll just keep going with these if we may please. And I know I'm not easy to follow today. You're doing a great job. She has acknowledged that I was the one who gave her the green, the new wine and oil, who lavished on her the silver and gold, which they used for Baal. If you don't understand this, you need to read some Philip Yancey. He talks about God being very jealous when we take the gifts he gives us and we give them to idols. That makes sense to me. Uh, it does. All right, we'll go. Um, just keep going all the way. Yeah. Did I not have Amos? I didn't have Amos 5.8 then, did I? All right, my fault. Read Amos 5.8. Uh, we've got five minutes here. We can do Ashtoreth, and we'll, we'll hold Dagon and the others for after. Ashtoreth was the consort of Baal. Now, what that means is some documents you will see say they were married. Others, they weren't, but they were a couple. So we call them consorts. It is absolutely as accurate to say Baal was a consort of Ashtoreth because there did not seem to be, she was not under him in any way. Some cultures, in fact, flipped it, and they worshipped only Ashtoreth. You will always find this. You will find cultures that take a god, and if it's feminine, they'll make it masculine. If it's masculine, they'll make it feminine to suit them. And that's the thing we do with gods is we turn them into our image. And I don't remember who it was that said, in the beginning, God created man in his image, and since that time, God's been, a man has been returning the favor. Do you know who said that? That was a great saying. Uh, <coughs> yes, an Englishman. Uh, well, of course it comes from Brett. But anyway, um, I can't remember his name. We'll look right it up. Now, <laughs> we have Google. We can look it up, right? And Google already knows I'm looking it up, probably. Uh, anyway. And by the way, we love the NSA. They are our favorites. Um, so Ashtoreth <laughs> was the consort of Baal. She was identified with the morning star. And I chose this image because it was the hardest to understand image I could find. Because when you find an Ashtoreth, she has huge hips. Huge hips were in. If you remember, whenever uh, Xerxes finds Esther... She had to plump up for quite a long time before she was ready to be, you know, considered pretty. Yes. Uh, her pendulous breast, I mean, massive, way, way. The, Ashtoreth had serious back problems. I don't even know. And then generally a huge belly as well. So fertility and sex, fertility and sex. You find those everywhere. You also find phalluses and exaggerated male members as well. I mean, sex was huge to them. Um, a lot of reasons. I, we can get into it if you want to. They also set up for themselves high places, sacred stones, Asherah poles on every high hill and under every spreading tree. There were even male prost shrine prostitutes in the land. The people engaged, in, and by the way, uh, the males were used by women and men. Um, in the land, the, the the people engaged in all the detestable practices of the nations the Lord had driven out before the Israelites. And here's the point. If I drove them out and you're doing the same thing, what am I going to do to you? 
right? He took the Asherah pole. Um, did you guys, any, does any culture in the U.S. do the maypole? You don't? All right. In, in Britain, it's mainly only in Wales that they still do the maypole. And they have the streamers, and they do a dance as they're going around it. And it's, it's all wrapped up. It's, it's very elaborate. Um, that actually still comes from all of this. Uh, it's still a remnant. Uh, they, they took the Asher pole from the temple of the Lord to the galley. It was in God's house to the Kidron Valley outside Jerusalem and burned it there. He ground it to powder and scattered the dust over the graves of the common people. He also tore down the quarters of the male shrine prostitutes which were in the temple of the Lord and where people did weaving for Asherah. Well, um, as we have to close here, uh, I want to I give you something to think about. Where we were in Rochester, and I know people up at Rochester listened to this, uh, and in fact, we had some visitors from Rochester today, and I'll be up there at the end of the month. When we were there, they were redoing some parts of the Rochester College campus. Our church was not a campus church. We were just located close to it. So a lot of the professors came to us. Some of my elders worked there. And they had found this long, big Indian totem pole that used to be there. And they, they wanted to put it back up because it's part of the history of the area, you know, the, the Native Americans that worked there. And one of the shepherds came to me very upset. He worked at the college but very upset that there were people that were objecting to this, saying it was demonic. And I said, have a seat. Absolutely. <laughs> I said, I would have to also say, don't do this. And now his counter was this. This is what I want you to work on. His counter was, but you bring in a Christmas tree, and that started as pagan. And I said, the difference is, we now own the Christmas tree. Everybody who sees the Christmas tree knows it is a Christian symbol about the birth of Jesus, that it was pagan, and we have taken it. Totem poles, we haven't done anything with totem poles. If you, go, if you find a totem pole of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and all the apostles, put it up. But when you're putting up images of demons, that's, right. that's not what I'm doing when I'm putting up a tree. Or when I'm wearing a ring, this also was a pagan thing. Um, I wish I could say this was, but... You guys know why I do this once a month? I do it for Christine Pig. Because she always says, oh, Patrick, <laughs> you look so nice. I do it because Christine, and she wouldn't mind me saying this, is perhaps our oldest member. Yes. And she loves this church and has loved it through all of the changes and has kept her sweetness. It is just amazing. So I tell Cammie, you know something, every now and then, Christine needs a little. Yeah, we'll do it for her. Yes. One final thing. Somewhere along the way, deal with the high places that God even tolerated Solomon to uh, deal with. And I don't know where they came from at the end of David's life. That's a problem for me. Okay. Pick <clears throat> that up another time. That is another time. We are over time just now. But understand there's a difference between what we have redeemed and what we have not. And we have not redeemed any of the, the images of demons uh, ever. And one of the images, those, those are stacked images. And they can say they're ancestors or, or the like, but then we get into spiritualism and the like. But I got to let people get their babies. So thank you, brother. And we will continue next week. Cheers. <laughs>